You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 338 with Stephanie Rosenfield. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm super excited to have Stephanie on the show today. If you have been feeling that there is so many expectations on how to be a mom, this is the perfect conversation for you to listen to. So we are going to be talking about combating the compare and despair um, trend in mom life, especially if you are on social media, you know what I'm talking about. Um, We have life coach uh, Stephanie on the show today, and we are going to be talking about how she helps her clients navigate the expectations of motherhood. And I just think it's really awesome because she really shares with us her life and what it looks like. And I think it's going to open your eyes to maybe having things be a little bit different than what you're used to or what might be the norm or more traditional. And I also think too, it's so easy to get caught up in what other moms are doing. And especially if you see it on their feed, you know, like that's the highlight reel of their life. Like that's the best times of their life. So to be setting those expectations based on that can really put us in, you know, a negative space and really cause a lot of guilt and just feel this pressure that is not needed. So I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. Feel free to share this with your friends who are feeling similar, feeling like they can't keep up with what all the other moms are doing and how can they do it? And they can't, and they just feel like they're never going to win. And it just is so hard for them. So share this episode with your friends and let's go to the show. Stephanie, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. So Stephanie, I like to do icebreakers and um, I like to start off the show that way. And I like asking my guests this question. What is one thing that you wish you could tell your younger self? This is such a great question. I think what I would tell my younger self is what you think and what you want matters. I love that. Do you feel like when you were younger that you felt like your voice didn't really matter? Yeah. I I just felt like it was drowned out or I was looking to other people Mm. to find what mattered to me. Like I wasn't allowed to figure it out for Mm -hmm. myself. It was about what other people had or thought that mattered. When do you think you probably realized like, oh, like what I matter, what I say matters? I think it was four years ago when I became a life coach (laughs) when I was like 34. (laughs) I love it. Hey, it's never too late. So yeah, because I I see women feel like, oh gosh, like however age they are. And they're just like, I should know this by now. Right. But like, that's why I asked you that question. Right. So it gives women grace to be like, if they're in their thirties or if they're forties or whatever, you know, that, um, they can start, you know, believing in themselves today that, you know, it's never too late. Definitely. Even something as simple as like, what do I think about this outfit Mm. when I'm like at a store, right? What do I think about this shirt? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I think that is so good. Okay. So how about you tell us your whole name, where you live, how many kids you have and their ages? So my name is Stephanie Rosenfield. I live outside of Boston in Massachusetts. I have two boys. They are six and three. And I am a boy mom. Yeah, that's awesome. Six and three. So my my girls are three years apart. So, but they're yeah. they're going to be well. My youngest is going to be nine and twelve. So, um, it's it's a fun it's a fun like 
time to have them, especially a six and three. I remember that. It's like, it is fun. It's like a blink. And I'm like, wait, how did we get here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so fun. Um, okay. So Stephanie, how about you share with us how you got to where you are today? And then we'll jump into the interview. Sure. Yeah. So I would say that I sort of po- followed the path to happiness. I, what I thought would be happiness. I graduated college. I got a job. I found a nice guy to marry. I got married. We bought our house and then I had kids. And I thought that once I had kids that everything would be fabulous and I would be happy. And I even, I'm a speech therapist. So I had a background in early childhood development and I worked with kids. So I was like, I'm going to be a fabulous mom. Well, fast forward to when my son was probably like six months old and I was like, this is hard. And I found myself feeling really overwhelmed, really frustrated and getting annoyed at things that never annoyed me before, like dishes in the sink or a mess on the floor. And I had a short fuse. And there was this one time when my son was 18 months old and he was pushing this toy truck at me, wanting me to do something with it. And I had no idea what he wanted. And he was starting to have a meltdown and I reacted. I yelled louder than I had wanted to. And I felt so terrible after because he just started crying more. And I remember sitting in the bathroom on the floor with my head in my hands, just feeling so much guilt and shame, thinking like, I, I want to change something. And it wasn't until a couple months later, we actually had a sudden death in our family that I was like, okay, like we have this one life, this one chance, this one family. I don't want to just grit and bear and be anxious all the way through. I actually want to change something because I know that I could be happier. And so I sought out life coaching and I got certified through the life coach school And I learned tools that along with some other certifications that really helped me transform my anxiety into ease and my yelling into more patience. And I started to be able to respond how I wanted to respond it and have more of those happier, carefree, fun, goofy mom days than I had before. Yeah. And how long do you feel like it took to kind of make that transition? I mean, I feel like it's a constant transition. So I think that the decision was in and of itself a really big shift. And then I started to see small moments in time, like, wow, I didn't yell there. Wow. I see that when I was patient, that my son actually responded differently. Like I started to gather some evidence for like, this works. And we've had a lot of ups and downs and peaks and valleys, some other big life events, but it was, I think knowing that while I am happier more often and less anxious, I can, I can handle really hard moments because life isn't all, you know, it's not all like, Oh, like let's be happy, like plaster a smile on our face. Like that's not the goal, but it's being able to go face to face with those really hard moments and be like, I can cope with this. I can handle this. This won't overtake me. I love that. Yeah. I feel like, I do feel like sometimes people think having kids is going to totally, you know, just be, I don't know. Um, I don't know if they would think that they think it's going to be amazing, but maybe they think it's going to be easier and then they're disappointed or, they come up against challenges that they didn't expect, you know? And so, um, I like that you talk about this and that also, you know, just losing your cool, right. And losing it on everybody, um, that never feels good. 
uh, this leads me into like kind of just talking about, you know, the expectations, especially social expectations of mm-hmm. um, moms. You know, we just had Easter um, and I feel like that is one situation that can really push moms. Like, you know, you, everybody does their feet, especially if they go to church, it's like everybody's all in their Easter best, or if they don't go to church, they're showing all the amazing things that they did for their kids for Easter and how awesome it was. Right. And then if you're like not doing any of that stuff, or you don't feel like you're doing it so well that you want to post on social media, you can really feel like, wow, I kind of suck as a mom. Like, and I saw this, um, post on social media on Instagram you know, kind of just saying, uh, she was saying something about it's okay. Like if you're not doing this, especially if you're the one who's making all the traditions and fun, like if it's falling on you and, and, um, how that can be so tiring. So I don't know, like, do you have any thoughts on that? Especially with Easter, just, you know, being, um, like last week. Yeah. I think social media adds such a different landscape to our current generation of moms because we have views into other people's lives and what they're doing at all moment, every moment. And a lot of times, right? Like we know these are curated moments in time, a snapshot out of, you know, an otherwise maybe crazy day, but it gives us something to compare ourselves against. And if you're at home with your kids who refuse to put on their you know, Easter dresses, or you have this really small Easter basket, and then you go on social media and you see this perfectly curated family and everything. It gives you, it's, it's natural to be like, oh, wow. Like what, you know, I should, I am, I should be doing something differently. Like that is essentially what social media does. So the recognition of just that, that, Hey, like what I'm seeing here isn't, isn't reality. It's a constructed moment in time. And then it gives you the ability to look within you to recognize what do I want here? What is important to me and my family? Like the expectation. I had a client who uh, family dinners were really important to her. And she started to realize it was also a really stressful part of the day. So what she did was one night her husband wasn't home and she's like, okay, they're full of snacks. That's fine. That's enough for tonight. And they ended up going on this really beautiful family walk where they connected with each other. Now, if she had put all the effort into the dinner and making everyone sit and eat, all three of her kids, when they weren't going to sit and eat, it would have been stressful. She would have been yelling. The kid, you know, she just would have ended up turning on the TV. That's what she said to me. She's like, instead, I asked myself, what is going to be easiest for me here? What, what do I want here? And she realized that the snacks were enough. And she ended up creating this really beautiful, connected moment with her kids that everyone enjoyed. That is really cool. And I think, you know, I think people probably have those kind of moments all the time and they can see that it's really cool and it was a great experience and there's still some guilt that it's not traditional or that, um, you know, there's still that like, okay, but I didn't do it this way, even though that was great. It's like, how do you help your clients that it's like they think that, but they're like, but if I could have done the dinner and we could have went on the walk, right? Like, what do you do like in those situations with your clients? Yeah. And I, I, my, in that situation, I would ask why. So we can go back to the Easter example. Why is that curated experience so important to you or to somebody? Yeah. What is it about that that makes it something that you or they want? 
And what do you find that people usually say when you ask that question? I find that a lot of them don't know. Mm. I find that they're like, well, it's supposed to be. Yeah. Right. We're as a family, ways that families connect that we're supposed to be all sitting down with each other. They're supposed to be wearing their dresses. They have a really difficult time answering why mm-hmm. other than, well, that's, that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. I was going to ask you, what do you find that within your coaching that um, are a lot of similar patterns with the pressure and the, you know, the guilt that women have, you know, day to day that you tend to see over and over again? Yeah. I I tend to see the um, societal expectations that women didn't choose to put on themselves, but they sort Mm -hmm. of taken on. I am a mom. So now the house should be clean. Mm. The pantry should be organized. We should have a home cooked dinner. I should have bento box lunches for my kids. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas like, you know, 30, 40 years ago, like this, the container store didn't exist. Home organization right. didn't exist. The Pinterest didn't exist. So we're just in a moment of time now where society has, you know, gone to this different extreme that we're comparing ourselves against. Whereas 30, 40 years ago, this wasn't, this wasn't the case. So it's looking, if you think of like fishes swimming in an ocean and like a a school of fish, you're like looking around to the other fish to be like, okay, where should I be swimming without looking forward and being like, okay, is there a shark coming? Am I just following these fish? Right. (laughs) Am I going into a shark's mouth right now? But you're like, no, I just trust them because they're like me and they know what's going on. So I'm just going to trust these fish around me. I'm curious, like with the moms that you may help, um, that stay at home, you know, we have, we probably have listeners that are stay at home moms and they kind of feel that pressure that they're not working outside of the home. They're not bringing money in and they really don't feel like they're good at cooking or they are just like, I don't know, like organizing is not my strength, but I'm not bringing in, you know, money at all. So what do you do when you help those moms that feel that guilt or they feel like I I probably should be doing this, right? Like, isn't this what I'm supposed to be doing if I'm not working outside of the house? Like what, what do you do to help those moms? Yeah. And I think it's really interesting because it's a stay at home mom is a job, right? Like it is a job. For sure. Yes. Yet we don't view it as like a traditional job. People who have jobs get time off, they get lunch hours, they get people to delegate work to <laughs> if they're like in a, you know, in, a, in that type of company. Sure. So the state, when we're viewing it for like, okay, it's my job, but we're not giving ourselves these, you know, oftentimes the moms that I coach as stay at home moms aren't giving themselves the freedom or the, the leeway that they would as if it was a real job, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. okay, well you should be able to go get your, you know, go leave for an hour, right? Like if it was a job. So the expectations, for example, um, if, if they were working in a job as an accountant, they wouldn't be doing the marketing, right? That's not like, that's, that would be too much yet we're, you're home and you're like, I should be having my hands in everything and be doing it all and be doing it all a hundred percent. Yeah. And I think that is challenging, right? Like, cause I do feel like 
I feel like, especially if the kids are sleeping, right? Like if they have young kids and they're like, okay, so they're napping. And so should I be trying to do all this stuff? It's like, I think there's, it's just this hard balance of trying to figure out how much should you be doing just for yourself versus like getting ahead in the house or whatever. I don't even know what that might be. And I mean, what is your thoughts with that? Yeah, I, that's a really fabulous question. And the the thing is with the laundry and the dishes and the stuff on the, the floor, that is going to be there. That That is like once you put the laundry away, once you t- take the stuff off the floor, it's going to come back because we live in a home with kids and a family, right? Like the stuff that that like that means that you have a loving home with kids in it right? We sometimes view these things like mess and laundry as part of the annoyance, but it's also a sign of, I have this full home of kids and a family. Mm. So the recognition of what even like the getting to zero is this false idea of then, right? Then I'm at zero. Then I finish my job. What if getting to zero or it wasn't the goal? Right. What if you could look at that laundry and recognize, okay, the laundry needs to get put away. It will get put away, but I'm going to be a happier mom if I go sit in bed and read my book tonight. And I know that it'll get done tomorrow. Mm, Yes. So one of the things I also recommend is each mom deciding what is my minimum enoughness? What is the minimum enoughness for me today? Is it just having an empty sink? For example, in my home, I live out of a clean laundry bin in my closet. I don't put my laundry away probably until like two months later. Mm. (laughs) I just live out of a clean laundry bin because my minimum enoughness, I know, okay, if the kitchen counter is clean before I go to bed, even if I have clean laundry that should be put away, I will be happier if I get to watch my show or read a book. Yeah. Yeah. So now is your husband's laundry put away? Is it just yours that's not put away? Yeah, he does his laundry. So okay, he puts away his laundry. So let's say, let's say a mom's doing all the laundry for everyone. Okay, and so that mom is similar to you and leaves the laundry in the closet that's clean. But the husband is like, "Wait, why are you not putting the laundry?" And the mom and, and the woman's like, "Yeah, but I don't need the laundry to be put away, right?" But the husband's like, "Yeah, but I." I do need that. So what do you do in that situation when it's not divided up and say the mom is doing everyone's laundry and her system isn't quite working for what he would like? Yeah. In that situation, I recommend like a really nice connected conversation. And when I say that, it's like, okay, we're two people who like each other. We're friends. We're sitting next to each other, Mm -hmm. right? We're not enemies that are like, well, I do this and you do this, right? That that resentment is naturally bound to come up and that annoyance, that anger, like, do you see how much I, right. Which is totally normal. Yeah. There's a difference in having a conversation with your husband that sort of sounds like, Hey, listen, there's so much going on here. And and the, each mother's, each person's words may sound different than mine, but like, you know, I've been like running around and I've noticed that like, I have more energy to like play with the kids and have a nice conversation with you when, the laundry isn't put away every day. Mm, right. Mm-hmm. I know like, what do you think about how could we work on this together so that we like both that. can get what we want here? Could yeah. you put your laundry away? Right. Like, what do you yeah. think? So having yeah. a conversation of like, Hey, this is why I'm doing it. Yeah. Is this something yeah. that you could help with? Like we're yeah. both in this together. Yes. Yeah. I do like that. Do you feel like you can achieve so much in life, but your weight loss? 
Maybe you feel like you're stuck and you want to leave counting calories and dieting behind. Or maybe you find yourself spending so much energy thinking about how to lose weight, what to eat, and even can you keep this off if you get to goal? I know for me, that was the case before 2019 when I lost over 50 pounds and I kept it off. And I want to help you lose weight the way that I did it. I want to help you figure out why is the weight a symptom for something else going on in your life? Because did you know that the weight gain is not usually based off of hunger issues? It's usually because you're not fulfilled in other areas of your life. So we go for food because it's a quick dopamine hit or a quick fix. So if you want to figure out how to live life without worrying about going to a party or going on vacation or staying in other people's homes without gaining weight, then this session is for you. How it works is you jump on a 30 minute coaching session with me. We come up with a plan right then and there so you can implement it the moment we get off our Zoom call. If you decide that you want to work that plan with me and have that weekly accountability for several months and dive deep to figure out what is really holding you back, we can do that too. But there is no pressure to do that. If you just want to jump on and chat with me and get your plan, that is a-okay. These mini coaching sessions are my way to give back to you guys. So I hope you take advantage of it. So if you're interested in more details, you can DM me at mominspiredliving. Or if you know this is something you really have been wanting to do, but you've just been sitting on the fence, go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash coaching and grab a day and time that works for you. If you can't find a day or time that works for you, you can email me at amber at mominspiredshow.com or message me at mominspiredliving, whatever works best for you. This will all be in the show notes so that if you forget what I just said, go to the show notes and you'll get all that information. I can't wait to chat. Now let's get back to the show. Do you feel like things might've been more divided because you came, did you stay working when you had your kids and then shifted to coaching? Meaning, um, or were you, was there ever a period of time that you were not working outside of the home when you had the kids? There was a period of time I wasn't working outside of the home. There okay. was it, yeah. Yeah, so sometimes I feel like when you see moms that are working outside the home, there are things that are split, right? Because it's like, mm-hmm. well, right? And then there's this change, like when the mom is staying at home. So I guess it's like, how do you help those moms that feel this like guilt that they should be doing all of the stuff because now they've let the job go. And even if you have that nice conversation, right, maybe their spouse is like, yes, but you aren't working outside the home now. I still am. So now it needs to be like kind of handled more by you and whatnot. Cause I know the situation comes up a lot. And, Uh and so I just am wondering how to go about that. And I love that you're kind of like, it's just, you know, as if we're sitting next to each other because we like each other. I love that you go about that. I think that's so great. But like, what if there's this frustration that it's like, oh my gosh, like this is like, I totally hear what you're saying. And I also do know a lot of moms that also feel so frustrated because it's like, okay, but where does it stop? Because this isn't like a nine to five job where there's very defined boundaries, right? So Mm -hmm. I just wonder like how you help the moms that are just like at the end of the rope, And they're just like, okay, I don't even know what to do. My husband's mad. He thinks I should be doing it. I don't want to do it. And then we're just getting an argument. So any thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a really great question. And I think it's a very relatable situation. The first thing I would have that mom do is sit down and write down, like, what is her definition? What does she expect of herself? Mm -hmm. Right. In that, in Mm -hmm. that, in a day, in a situation. Right. And again, that idea of a job, well, in a job, you also get like I said, lunch break. So does that mom have time to sit down and 
watch a show that she's been wanting to watch, listen right. to a podcast while not folding laundry, go yeah. on that walk. Is she yeah. infusing these things? Because yeah. in actuality, what's going to help her be that mom that she wants to be is mm-hmm. figuring out, okay, what are my, what is my definition of my job? If I was mm-hmm. to sit down and write a definition of what I think my stay at home yeah. mom job should be, what would that be? Mm. Yes, and like yeah. and one that I feel good at, one with that minimum enoughness criteria, yeah. right? Where it's mm-hmm. not laundry is going to be at zero and the house is going to be vacuumed every day. Like, what is my minimum enoughness? Mm. And then, yeah, and so then, what if the what if the spouse is kind of like that's not like we're up to speed for? So let's use let's use your kids. You do, do you do your yep. boys' laundry or does your yes. husband? Okay, so do you put those away? I do. Sometimes I do, and sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'll just leave it and my let my kids. One, have, from ask, the basket. Yeah, have my kids yep. pull, pull from the basket. Yeah. When I find I do put it in the way in the drawers and I could, and I could, I have a lot of clients in a similar situation, like all the kids laundry just keeps going and going. Yeah. And they're like, even when it's in the drawers and they go through it, it ends up looking like a mess anyway. Right. Yes. So can you, they pull from a clean bin? Can they, can they put yeah. it in their drawers? Yeah. Right. When yep. your kids are old enough and yes. can contribute, can they put it in the, mm-hmm in the laundry, right? Yeah. So it's not, it doesn't all have to fall on you. Other well, yeah. people in the family can help. Yeah. One thing I realized, like, I don't care if their underwear and um, their socks are folded. I I know people probably do care about that. And so they put their stuff away. And I'm like, if you want to chuck it in that drawer, you chuck it in the drawer. I don't care. Like, so I do yeah. think there is, um, you have to be able to let up uh, on the control. Like, because I do think there's moms that are like, I don't want to do it all, but I do want to control how it's all being done. Right. So do you have, do you run into that at all? Yes, I have. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, one of my, one of my one-on-one clients, what she came to me feeling super resentful. She was yeah. doing, you know, every, right. Like the laundry, the dry yeah. cleaning, mm-hmm. she was doing it all. And I was like, okay, like, what do you want to stop doing? What do you want to get help with? Mm-hmm. Right. Do what do you want someone, maybe someone could come in and fold and, and put the laundry away once a week or once every other week. Maybe you could ask your husband and what she ended up realizing in her heart of hearts is that this is something she wanted to do mm-hmm. because she liked to have control over it. And yes. that's an option too, mm. right? Sometimes we don't want to give away that control or give away that, that responsibility that we have right? because we actually want to do it. And there's so much power in realizing, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I want to do this, right? Yeah. I don't have to like, and, and that wanting just help, helps the resentment like fade away. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I think, so I do think that is really good to acknowledge where you do want to control that and you really kind of don't want to let it up. And cause I do run into this, like you see people being like, they want you to do the things that they want, but they want you to do it in their way. And it's like, Whoa, if you want me to do this, let me do it the way I want to do it. Or you, or you just need to decide to take it, right? Like, because that gets a little challenging to be trying to do it to the level and the way that somebody else wants it. Cause you're like, that's not how I would do it. So I feel like that's where things get a little bit messy as well. Like, do you agree? I totally agree. I, I use this example. I like when I go to my mother-in-law's house and mm-hmm. I empty her dishwasher, she always is like, this doesn't go there. No, you're yeah. putting, you're doing it all wrong. Yes. And it makes me not, for, not want to help. Right. Well, I'm course. like, okay, I don't want to be told. You're being criticized. Um, mm-hmm. 
Right. And I, yep. I used this example too. a couple of years ago, my husband was taking, my oldest was probably like two to swim mm-hmm. and he packed the bag. Right. Yeah. I was like, you pack, you know, you try it out, you pack the bag. And he left and he called me and he's like, I forgot the swim diaper, which yeah. is a very important, important part. Mm-hmm. Right. And I yeah. had like a couple options in that moment. I could be like in my head, see, I have to do everything around here. If I don't mm-hmm. do it, he, you know, like it doesn't get done right. Or yeah. I could be like, yeah, like someone needs to practice right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, someone needs to be able to fail in yeah. order to succeed. So I said to him, I'm like, Oh, that's happened to me before too. Like I've, it's hard to remember everything. Mm-hmm. So then yeah. the next time he did it, he didn't forget the swim diaper and mm-hmm. he kept on, right. He kept on learning and, and then got good at it. Yes. If that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. if you're able to recognize, I can let go of this control, knowing that the other person will practice and fail it won't look like I do. And, but that's okay. Yeah. That's so good. Uh, this kind of leads in a little bit into, I, I want to talk about this as we get close to the, the end is comparison because I could see people being like, Oh, look at her husband does so much stuff around the house. Like, or he, you know, helps out with the kids so much. He, he picks up the house or he does his own laundry. Right. Um, or he loves to cook or whatever. What do you do with those clients that are really struggling with that. Like, and, and, and they just cannot get off that. It's like, they're seeing the things that like are hard about their life and they're seeing other, especially social media, but maybe even their own friends, um, that they're just like, gosh, they have it so easy. And it's like, how am I going to make myself, how am I going to make my life easier? What can I do? Even if I don't have the help that like, maybe they can't afford to have help or, maybe their spouse doesn't really want to pick up extra stuff. It's like, what do you do with those people that they're just looking at everybody else and like, why is this, this is not fair. You know, I'm sure you kind of have those kind of clients and like, how do you help them? Yeah, that's a really good question. And this is, there's there, those people like the, that is so normal. We mm-hmm. all have that part of our brain, right? Where you go and you see something and it's like, ugh. Like I wish my life or my kids or my, or someone looked like that. And that, normal brains do that. My brain does it. Your brain does it, right? Like all of our brains do it. So the fact that that is happening isn't in and of itself a problem. It's how to talk back and, and, and ask yourself what else could be true. Like I had a client who has two boys and she went to her neighbor's house after school one day who has three kids more than her. And she was like, it is so quiet here in this house with three kids. I have two boys and my house is chaotic. Mm -hmm. What is wrong with me that I'm not able to discipline them? And what's wrong with them that they don't just sit and relax after school? And what she was doing there, it was comparing herself to the other mom, her kids to the other kids. And what she wasn't looking at was how fabulous her kids are, right? Their personality traits, their, you know, their activity level, not being this big problem, but them having these like boisterous, fun personalities. Right. Yeah. And she was looking at this other mom's home and seeing how clean it was and how put together everything mm-hmm. was while recognizing the state of my home has nothing to do with, with who, with how I am as a human or a mom. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, so how do you help them though, to not just keep comparing? Like there's just so many things that you can compare. Like, what do you keep helping your clients get back to every time they want to keep falling into that? I help them remember, like recognize what is, what, why did you marry your husband? What's great Mm -hmm. about him? Right. Mm -hmm. What is he, 
how is he an amazing dad? How is he an amazing provider? How is yeah. he supportive for you? Because yeah. when our brain goes to the, which, which is normal, the negativity, yeah. the negativity bias that we have, it's going to find all the holes. <laughs> and it's also, I, I use this example to one of my clients. She was like, my husband, he, he never puts anything away. He's yeah. such a mess. Like it's <laughs> everything is such a mess. I, I mean, right. This is probably yeah. pretty relatable. And I was uh-huh. like, was he always like that? And she's like, well, you know, when he was, you know, living in, um, like South Carolina and I went to visit him, he never unpacked any of his moving boxes. He lived in full boxes. I was like, so you knew this about him. (laughs) This isn't like, oh my gosh, surprise. Um, and you married him. So sometimes the traits of the people around us or the people that we married were always there, but we didn't Mm, see it as this negative or we didn't see it as this thing until now. And again, I just really that being able to sit next to that person and say, Hey, this is where, this is where I'm saying, you know, this is what's hard for me right now. How can we work together? What ideas do you have? Here are some ideas I Mm -hmm. have. Yeah. If it's not, if it's, if maybe, you know, it's putting the laundry away once every other week, right? Like it's, it's not completely saying I'm not doing this anymore, but it's shifting things so that it's, it's, it's good. It's, it's for both people. Yeah. Yes. I'm curious, like how, um, you know, the moms that just can't feel like it's like, they're just feel like they're not good enough. You know, like, they're just like, ah, I just, I'm not good at that. Or I'm not good at this. And like, I'm falling behind or, you know, I, I, you know, they're just so hard on themselves. What do you, what do you suggest to those moms out there that just kind of feel like, gosh, am I even meant like, am I cut out for this? Like, can I even get this right? And, and, you know, it's just, they're just so down, you know, maybe they're exhausted. It's just like, I don't even have anything to give. Like, what would you want to encourage those moms? That's, that's such a great question. One, I would have them define what is there enough when they say, when they don't think they're enough or Mm. they're not doing good enough. What is that? If they could write that down in a super clear, specific way, enough is cooking five days a week, right? Like what, what is there enough? What is this thing that they're trying to live up to? Like clearly define it. Yeah. 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 And oftentimes mom's I think that the what I find is they think that like it's doing things for everybody else mm. and they become second or third best in their own lives. Yeah. And what my clients find, I had a client who has um two kids and she always felt guilty having her husband take the kids out while she would stay home, right? She's like, no, it's the weekend. We all have to be out as a family. I have to be there with him, right? But what she was realizing is how burnt out she was and how snappy she was when she Mm -hmm. went on that outing. She's like, but the kids need me there. The kids, he needs me there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, let's just, let's just try it out. We're going to try an experiment. It doesn't have to become the new normal. The next time you just don't. And you'll see how it goes. And if it's terrible, you can go the next time, <laughs> right? Like, let's just try this out. Yeah. And she did. And she's like, oh my gosh, I actually was able to like do things that I wanted to do. And when they came home, I was so happy. I was so mm-hmm. happy to see them. I played with them more. We had so much more connection and presence yeah. and fun together than if I would have went because I was quote unquote supposed to go. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. That's really great. Well, so we're at the end. Um, is there anything you el- anything else that you wanted to add, Stephanie? 
No, I think that was it, Amber. I really enjoyed being here and chatting with you. This was great. So, um, all your stuff will be in the show notes, you guys. So if you want to check Stephanie out, make sure to go to the show notes of the mom inspired show.com. And Stephanie, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It was great talking with you. Thank you so much for having me, Amber. Thank you for listening to today's episode. To learn more on how to work with me, go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash coaching. See you there.